0: And when mm. I get really good at that Bill Burr thing, when he has to yell something, he just goes like...
1: Nope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I gotta do that with my laugh. I'll have to go, ha,
2: ha, ha. Um, happy promotion, AD. Thank you. Senior director. I was having a conversation uh, with somebody earlier about this, about, like, just titles, because I was, like, so close to becoming something other than content strategist. It's like... It's these titles that aren't necessarily set, but they all kind of mean the same thing is that like, here's your rung on the ladder, right? Because they'll start off with assistant, right? Executive assistant, um, marketing assistant. Sometimes it'll be intern, right? That's even below that. But above that is this like weird middle stage coordinator, right? You're a something court you're a sales coordinator marketing coordinator business coordinator delivery coordinator then you just want to like up it director or manager or something because they'll tack manager or director on anything <laughs> it doesn't actually mean that you manage people just like you manage a situation
0: well you could pretty much call yourself anything you want to if you know how to bend the words right
2: but then you get lead or senior Ooh. on your tag like the next round up right yeah and then when you're there it's like one one little short leap into the c-suite the chief executive (laughs) 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 because when you have executive in your name that's like what is it that's you make the decisions Mm. you say the thing and they execute but then you get the c part of that the chief executive? It's like, okay, so even out of all the people who make the decisions, <laughs> you have
1: the most seniority. You make the decisions that they make. <laughs> Welcome to the Forest Creek Podcast.
2: I have a decoy account on Facebook.
1: <laughs> Only old people use Facebook now.
2: I'll tell you what I do use the most, LinkedIn.
1: I literally never use LinkedIn.
2: I've weirdly become like it's become my new Facebook. <laughs> I don't know what it is. It's like a more because it's like for business, it's almost a more effective Facebook. Mm. And the whole mm-hmm. point is that you're using it to generally do business and to raise your professional profile. Right? Yeah, the well, marketplace, of that, that's for sure. It has a totally different economy mm. in that sense. Because everybody's living by the resumes. Yeah. Right? Your profile is like a
0: resume. Well, it's like your, you know, uh, Well, Facebook's like private, personal, and LinkedIn's your professional, right? Yeah. It's the professional uh, portfolio that you present, Um, but they basically made a social network out of it, which was genius.
2: It is almost designed for you to effectively stalk people because that's the whole point, right? You're looking up people's like resumes, their profiles. (laughs) So you got like, if you do a real full profile, you've got your history, your entire career history on there. Yeah. Some people take it a step further, right? I do this. I post about the milestones, right? It's like a professional thing to be like, hey, I'm still here. Look what I accomplished. Going to do the next thing. They yeah. always end the same way. It's like, so I've written like three of them. It's the laziest social media work I've ever done. <laughs> then you got the next layer beyond that is the people who then turn it back into Facebook and they share these stories and the stories. It's like sometimes it's like their political take on an article. And it might be genuinely professional, but a lot of times it isn't. <laughs> there's cartoons, there's memes, there's gifts, there's ads galore. I don't know. I just have a ton of fun. I have more fun on LinkedIn than I yeah, thought because yeah. it's like there's sap stories. <laughs> there's people who like, now the thing is, let's share essays about mental health at work. Hmm. That's the new fun thing to do. It gets a ton of support.
1: LinkedIn loves that stuff. The anti-work thing kind of came up. Yeah, oh my gosh. Anti-work is freaking ridiculous.
2: That's one part of the same kind of like wave that has people suddenly talking about, I should be able to work from home whenever I want.
1: No, it's not even that. Right. Oh, I guess that's like no, no, in- no, influenced that's by anti-work. anti-work. Yeah, I'm saying it's yeah. like the
2: same wave of people. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. Trying to get more power for the employee in the workplace. Yeah. Right, trying to make get it more comfortable out there. hmm It's fascinating. We just watched a video. Tim Dylan. Wee. Oui, oui. A favorite comedian of
1: mine. Dude. I would I could say he's my favorite comedian. I don't know. I'm torn because Mark Norman Mark Norman, and Sam Morella are also really good.
2: They are really funny.
1: Although Tim Dylan's podcast is better.
2: Oh yeah. I think it's like he's in a class of his own. Yeah. Because I know him better as a podcaster than a comedian.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And like that's the thing that blew him up. Yeah. It was, like, was his podcast. Even though his stand-up is excellent. Dude, when we saw him here, oh, it was so freaking good.
2: Yes. We're out of the Vancouver kind of area. We saw him over at uh, Rick Bronson's.
1: It was pretty good. In the West.
2: Sorry, AD, you're here. Yeah. Thanks for making yourself known. Well, it's like, <laughs> I don't, I, you just—I only work. know
0: Tim Dillon because of you guys. right? Yeah. Like, I don't really—I haven't really watched his <laughs> stuff. Like, I don't watch his stuff uh, when I'm by myself. I only hear about it through you guys, and then you yeah. guys yeah, send me videos. And from what I've seen, yeah, he's—he's he's kind of—he's funny, and i like, and not in a where he's like really trying to make jokes. He kind of has a natural humor, right? It kind of seems like it comes easier to him. Kind of mm. like Bill Burr. Mm. Like Bill Burr is one of those guys who. I mean, I've seen videos where he's literally just walking around, like, when he goes to tour. Yeah. He just walks around the city, and he's just pointing things out, and he's hilarious.
1: <laughs> yeah, man. It's like the way comedians view things yeah. is so different from the average They're person.
0: very philosophical people, and uh, Bill, um, mm.
1: sorry, Tim Dillon's no
0: different, and I guess yeah, he definitely shows them the video we watched.
2: An incredible, thi- like, talent for it that he seems to possess, mm. and I think it comes out very well in podcasting, in particular. Um, you know, there's a lot of comedians mm-hmm. who run like very successful podcasts. Mark Normand and Sam Morel. Yeah. Run one, don't they?
0: Wait, so, uh, the, the video we watched was a clip from a podcast?
2: It was a clip from the Tim Dillon show. Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah. Cause yeah. he's, he's like, he's very colorful. Like he's got a huge personality. He's so good Ooh, at impressions. Yeah. Like he can just, you know, pull all these impressions and he kind of jumps from one <laughs> thing to the next in the same, you know, you know, talking about the same story. it's, it's, it's he's a good storyteller. So. I actually didn't know that was from a podcast.
2: Before we continue on that, um, the YouTube channel it was on, After School? Yeah, with a K. Yeah, School the K. They do these, like, whiteboard drawings with clips of somebody philosophical-speaking. Philosophical or, you know, wise or funny or mm-hmm. something. Mm-hmm. Maybe even, like, poetic. I don't know, have you guys watched a lot of their videos before? I think I've seen, like,
0: one or two before um Maybe. and yeah like basically it's like a time lapse kind of doodling mm. you know obviously the sketches are about what's being talked about and it kind of helps illustrate uh, in a really creative fun way um i guess not i think it's not the guy who makes it is also i think almost commenting on what the whatever audio clip is yeah is overlaying it it's almost like he's commenting on it through his art that's how
1: i see it mm-hmm.
2: The art style is very much like a newspaper comic. Like. Yeah, mm-hmm. very much so. Yeah,
1: yeah. definitely. Yeah.
2: Um, they, they've done people just like, uh, I feel like they've done a number of comedians, mm. um, but they have done people like Alan Watts.
1: They philosophers. Done Alan Watts? They've, oh, done, they've done Alan Watts. Of course
2: they've done Alan They've probably done more than one. Mm. Um, Jordan Peterson. Mm. They've done, I think they've even done people like Jocko Willing, maybe. I don't know, that kind Whoa. of circle. You know, we listen to a lot of Akira the Dawn, mm. you and I. I'm talking to Jared. Um,
1: Yeah. Oh, right. There's a third person here. Who? Oh, Oh, nice one, bro.
2: And the whole Akira the Dawn thing, he's a lo-fi artist, hip-hop artist, instrumental artist Mm -hmm. who clips people who are, like, speaking philosophically about something. Yeah. And just makes really great beats out of them. Sick
1: beats to it, bro. After school
2: does satisfies that similar kind of like wanting.
1: But on a visual level. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Huh. That's a, that's a good, that's a good comparison. Because I heard yeah. the um, the Jordan Peterson. Like here the Dom ones.
1: Oh yeah. Clean up your room. And it's got like this <laughs> lo-fi Dude, in the background. His, his Jocko Willink ones are the most popular. They're so freaking good. Okay. I haven't listened to those ones. Discipline Dale, equals freedom.
2: <laughs> but in this case, the after school thing with Tim Dillon. Mm. Um, Who is kind of like the next Gonzo avatar. Commenting on something based on the subjective experience, yeah. Um, first, and I think that's kind of what makes comedy come alive, mm-hmm. right? Granted, it's not like he's experienced everything he's talking about. It just it exists, and that's I mean, the thing. that yeah, kind of the brings stuff you into talks
1: about is like to a degree everyone's yeah experienced. Well, I mean, this thing in particular, a lot of the stuff he talks about, not necessarily.
2: <laughs> so this one was the big lie, the big lie that it exists and that it will make you happy <laughs> what the heck is he talking about
0: well like in the video he's basically talking about the lie that a lot of I guess motivational speakers but it's not really just motiv- motivational speakers it's like aristocrats or oligarchs
1: it's just or, the general thing that you hear all around everywhere. yeah you know but it's like, like in, the, in the if you
0: are we I guess we're, we're probably gonna link the video to this right nah. so people can watch it
1: no i'll
2: drop a link yeah. of course
0: but like definitely tag him in those the socials just for fun um <laughs> the cartoons that are drawn are showing like a lot of like basically these really greedy like if you were to like depict greed yeah this yeah best way of like this this guy does a pretty good job of it
1: and Dude, so the one like, with the big guy sitting on the <laughs> toilet it's like because you want an empire <laughs> <laughs>
2: He does a really great job of like kind of bringing you into the bit, yeah, I love that one part where where he's like he kind of explains like, hey, maybe the thing that makes you happy isn't money after all and materialism, <laughs> maybe it's things like community and your social obligations <laughs> to others and mm-hmm. what <laughs> we're not doing it justice, go watch the video oh, so, but yeah. it is profound it's it's a simple idea put in a Profoundly, right? yeah. I, I think like, well,
0: like, he's basically just talking about how people are sold this lie about what's actually going to make them happy, mm. and that, at least to me, when I watched it, I'm not sure it was heavily influenced by the cartoons that were drawn. It's a lie that's particularly like, kind of foisted on the people. They're basically it's like almost like propaganda, mm. right? Mm. The way it's presented, it's not actually like they have enough common sense to know what the, what makes them happy, but it's like this, this, this thing that will literally not make them happy actually will do the opposite is superimposed on mm. them and then they're forced to follow it and then they can't fit because it's basically they're brainwashed into forgetting about what actually made them happy to begin with mm. and so there's that funny moment where <laughs> he's basically just talking about like you know you have to find the thing right just in yourself <laughs> right glorify yeah. yourself and then eventually it's like wait so family friends social commitments are actually the key to happiness
2: yeah. what <laughs> Yeah, I one of the things I love the most about it is the video starts with him being skeptical that you should be even be happy all the time. <laughs> it's like you think you think you want happiness all the time, right? But I mean, I think one thing that really rings out is it's not just I mean it's symbolized with money, it's symbolized with by the greed, but it's the materialism.
0: Mm-hmm. And
2: you can be material in any sense and even if that is wanting the dopamine chemicals.
0: Well, like he he I think he pretty much um nails it when he says that the 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 thing that actually brings happiness is fulfillment which typically comes from being part of something which is bigger than yourself mm-hmm. and so he gives like a the most basic obvious common example is the family right when you have a family these are you know kind of uh it's a, in, on, a on a small scale these are commitments that you make mm-hmm. which will again like they'll like your children will have children it's something that grows that there's traditions that are passed down mm-hmm. right um so again, it makes you feel like there's a, there's a greater purpose. There's something more than yourself going on here. So it kind of, it brings the person outside of themselves to like focus on helping other people. And he says like, that actually makes you happy. Mm. Whereas what they're selling you is basically keep looking inside, keep looking inside. Don't look yeah. out there, don't look out there. Look inside, find it. It's in you.
1: <laughs>
2: what is it? And um, We've come to it. What is it? The thing. You know. The thing you want. The thing that'll <laughs> help you uh, be be happy.
1: Yeah,
2: and that's the other part that I, I love is the plan. Is like you have the plan, you have the dream. All Just you know, have to do execute is execute it. it. There's no <laughs> steps in between here and there. Just go do it. You're lazy. Yeah, you could go do it right now. <laughs>
0: yeah, and then he also talks about like the the geographic problems, right? It's like oh, the fact that you had like two cocaine addicts as mother and father, or the yeah, fact that yeah. you grew up in like the poorest country ever, or maybe. You have like some type of disease, like, oh, no, that doesn't matter. That won't interrupt doesn't you getting matter.
1: it. Come out to LA. <laughs> yes, <stop>. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Not doing it justice. Got him, got him. Yeah.
1: But that's because I don't have like 20 years of smoking cigarettes and doing cocaine to ruin my voice. <laughs> I mean,
2: it used to just be Hollywood that you would think you could be a star. Yeah. Now, now we realize it's anything Dude's and everywhere. everything. Yeah. And you can do it in your pocket.
1: In all the podcasts I've listened to and stuff, it's like people talking about, not even talking about becoming a podcaster, but doing any thing. You can do it remotely now. It's like becoming your own entity online. It doesn't matter where you are or to a degree what equipment you have. It's like, do you have a computer? Do you have connection to the internet? You can do a lot of stuff.
2: See guys, what I tell you, we're at the pinnacle now. (laughs) We've done it. This is the podcast. We're here. So few dare to cross this into this dimension. But here we are on the podcast dimension.
1: We just need to move to LA and then we'll be complete.
2: Yeah, but it <laughs> um so what is it? Don't know.
1: It's the, it's thing, the, thing, thing, the, the thing, thing you want. The thing that make you
2: happy. The thing that will allow you to execute mm. and then get the dream.
0: Yeah. Well, like it's it's a kind of like when you listen to it, it's funny because it's stupid. It's like it. And he's yeah. he's making it's he's it's very satirical the way he's presenting it. But it's it's brilliant. It's actually because, brilliant comedy because you realize like, holy cow, it's really stupid actually. <laughs>
1: but dude, it's like, that's the phrase all these motivational speakers use. Mm-hmm. Do you want it? Then
2: go get it. It's
1: like, huh?
2: <laughs> do you think it exists?
1: Thing I heard from Alan Watts. You're it. <laughs> <laughs> Circular. Um, uh, it's I a guess totology, we define saying. what it is. But
2: that's um, kind of the joke, right? Mm-hmm. We don't want to ruin the well, joke. like, it no i'm kidding it's like but so if
0: you're it, the way i understood it is like the it is just this yeah they're basically it's like this thing that's within yourself like mm. right, the way he presented it you don't know what it is but it's going to make you happy and then they basically just make a bunch of money and it, most of it's just self-improvement right um so it's like and then he, he you know in the, in the uh, video he shows all these ways that, like oh you know uh get get, get a tree uh, get some get some nice fresh uh, bark go take a walk go take a walk lots Here's of walks wood. you, like you the know, sound no of any wood no carbs no sugar no sugar no carbs um, read more read more yeah do all basically all these self-improvement things yeah. and so and that's true you see a lot of like self-improvement like I guess that would be an example of it but it's like why mm. why do I wanna cause you want an empire <laughs>
2: <laughs> we don't wanna just reenact the whole thing I do. kinda do no <laughs>
0: but that i think that's the the it is basically just um it, it's it's like a
1: it's essentially the whole idea that what's going to make you happy is somewhere else even though they say it's within you right. like yeah. it's more so they're saying the ability to get that thing that will make you happy is within you you just need to bring it right. out and then you right. can enact it in the world right. and then you'll eventually get the thing you'll get the it that makes you happy but that's what i like about the whole idea of Zen teachings and things and Stoicism and Christianity and whatnot. That it's like, it's actually, no, you don't need to go get something. It's right here. You just need to actually look at it and see it.
2: Well, that's the joke too, right? It's part of the joke too, is that it is it is within you. Yeah. <laughs> it's within you. It's, it's just something inherent. You're the destined one. You will become the billionaire. You will become the movie star, whatever it is what what where's the line between that and just like honest ambition Mm. right
0: but like i i think another huge um point that he makes is like again it's like really just being forced on people like Mm. it's just you just like imagine like then literally the way it's cartooned is like you just have a kid and he's just he's just sitting in the grass and he's freaking happy he's just smiling he's just just having a good time and all of a sudden you have this i guess this would be the empire guy come in and be like hey you need it yeah wait what i need it and it's like yeah you need this and he's like but i'm happy he's like no you're not mm-hmm. and so that's kind of that's that's part of it is like the default was essentially like you had more common sense figuring out what would make you happy before you started listening to these yeah you know these i think the uh,
1: the one part hucksters. of it, <laughs> the one part of his little spiel that i think illustrates that the most is the guy that in the video they drew standing on the podium telling people stuff just like you want it and the guy in the crowd says do i it's like yeah, you do. Should you
2: even be happy all the time? Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Can we think of some modern examples of this? Is this wait? What do you mean? I don't know because this like, is a modern example. The whole thing—it's right. like that whole yeah, video. I, the whole thing he's talking about. I'm, everybody knows exactly no, what he's talking about because mm-hmm. we all hear it all I'll the time. I'll give you constantly. a very easy
2: modern example. Um, I started the Forest Creek because I want to become rich and famous. This oh. is it. <laughs> <laughs> this where is where it. <laughs> it. <laughs> That's the name of the podcast. <laughs> We're it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> So, to apply this to what we were earlier talking about, LinkedIn, and just all the people who are, like, posting these paragraph-long stories about how they realized it wasn't actually the higher position at their job, the higher salary, but rather a better home-life balance. (laughs) I'm sorry. It's just so funny to hear these office terms and then, like, consider them for what they are. And they are, like, sincere terms. Mm. This is what I mean. But it's so funny. The way that it gets overused and the
1: corporate man saw that and <laughs> you want an empire grabbed it he wanted an empire
2: <laughs> <laughs> one of our friends is headed west the oil sands east e- east man it feels like it's west east Ah, <laughs> <sighs> feel geography no i'm kidding you, you were I, east coast i, I call it <laughs> that, hey just quick little side thing Did you guys also have to color a Canadian map almost every year? Multiple times. Yeah. It's like government mandated that you
1: pencil crayon in this (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh my gosh, I totally (laughs) forgot about that. (laughs) Dude, I tried to stay in the lines, it did not work.
2: (laughs) And here I am still like just so caught up in thinking about other things that I'm like, west.
1: <laughs> the oil sands. We're almost as far west as we can be right now. <laughs>
2: <laughs> We're the edge of the west. If he was if going west, was
1: it wouldn't, we wouldn't have a going away party. We'd have a, okay, I'll see you next weekend. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, Going well, east to the oil sands yeah. where people give up a lot of life to go work.
1: Dude, he was saying one of his options was work for six weeks straight. Yeah and then take a month off. And then Slumber. that
0: repeat. Yeah, well you basically work, I think most of the time it's 20 days on, uh, 10 days off.
1: Mm, yeah, you mentioned that yeah. one too, yeah.
0: Yeah, but it's like uh, he's basically it's a trade off, right? I yeah. actually have um I knew I know a handful of people that that have done that. I have a soccer teammate. He worked in the like the rigs, the oil sands in, in Alberta for like maybe 4 or 5 years. He aged probably like 15 years in 5 Ooh. years like the the guy's i thought he was like 35 40 mm-hmm. turns out he's only 29 <laughs> oh my gosh but he made a ton of money like the guy probably made like 250,000 in that or more i think he sa- like saved up Well in those yeah. hours and skilled labor made some yeah. good property investments started like some landscaping companies and now he's a millionaire oh is that the guy you're yeah, telling yeah, me yeah, yeah. Dude. So kyle i think is i don't know if he'll do that but it seems like might be a might be an option for him
2: But this isn't a judgment on the people who do choose to do that. It's just, as they will tell you, it's a trade-off, right? Um, Yeah,
1: I mean, some people are perfectly fine with that. I mean, think about that. You get a whole freaking month off. Are you kidding me? No, Dude, that's awesome.
0: But also, if you make enough money and... You you save
1: up. Exactly. If you save up, then you
0: can actually end up having... You can retire early, you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. And it's like
1: that's part of... It's like when he was talking about possibly taking that deal that was part of it. He'd only do it for like a year. Mm -hmm. Only, but still.
2: Well, I mean, just enough to get like a start, and that's sometimes all people need. Just pay off the house, pay off the car, pay off the thing. Dude,
1: not having debt is so insanely massive. Yeah. Savings freaking skyrocket. That's an advantage. That's
2: an advantage. Because debt is like the day-to-day.
0: Well, debt's like... uh,
2: Almost the whole deal, if you think about it.
0: Yeah. Debt is literally like a modern you might not I know, I know you've complained when i when i've used this i'm not the f- first to use it but it, i i i compared that to like a modern form of slavery
1: mm.
2: if you're not actively trying to destroy capitalism
1: <laughs> <laughs> you're fired <laughs>
2: Well, this is like th- what we're getting at is uh, is not necessarily the best thing to go in the opposite direction and be like if you're not actively trying to win capitalism, <laughs> it's like, well, like it's, you don't have to do either yeah. of the extremes. Yeah, you yeah, can yeah. find whatever the happy it's medium almost is for you. Like
1: in life, you need balance. For I mean,
2: and that's what I've realized, and why I'm writing this three paragraph
1: long LinkedIn post. And this is why I'm joining the anti work movement. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, man. Anti work is so interesting it was like. It's, so, is your opinion that nobody should work? Their opinion is that
1: I don't want to work. I should just get money. Is it eh.
2: just like an active protest?
1: I would think it's an inactive protest because actively protesting is working.
2: I, I, yeah, that's a good point.
1: Is this going to be like the new Sabbath, but 24 7? <laughs> hey, you can't do something. Well,
2: people always talk well, about I, how. Sorry, corporatism kind of starts to right. emulate, like, religion in mm. some ways, right? We have Juneteenth now. That is what? our religious holiday. What the heck is that? Juneteenth is Emancipation Day what from the that? States. <laughs> which is, like, to be fair, it should be a holiday. Uh, a degree, but, like, the way it's <laughs> celebrated in corporate culture. Mm. Um, or all of June instead as Pride Month. Yeah. It's like everybody put up the rainbows. This is the holy garb. Make yeah. sure it's correct. You know, <laughs> make sure it's the right flag. Yeah. It's like a corporate religion.
0: <laughs> oh, well, uh, corporations are, yeah, they 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 operate, I mean, it's, it's basically natural law, right? So they operate pretty much the exact same as a religion would, right? They have a creed or they would call them, I don't know, their company values or whatever. And those are the principles which kind of root everything. I, mm. I remember I was at a, Not too long, a couple months ago, there was like these strategy sessions at the corporation I worked for. And I was just like, you know, they had like different speakers come up and they had these different PowerPoints and these different activities that they were getting us all to do. And I'm like, this is all so religious like obviously, <laughs> i'm a religious person but i was just yeah. like holy cow it really does feel like you're practicing you're they're yeah. going
1: am i in catechism
2: <laughs> well i mean we just did it five minutes ago with this happy tree thing i know right, <laughs> right? <laughs> like that's
1: over. why i gasped when he said company values i was like we literally just talked about this exactly an hour ago. right
0: <laughs> for example like for, like a christian company they're yeah. usually looking for christians or like a muslim company they mm-hmm. prefer to like hire muslims and whatnot mm a secular company, they have their own values. They're looking for people who will align with those values. Yeah. You it's don't understand.
2: Same. One of those values is diversity. That means we, we we do all of the all of the things. We were, that's our goal.
1: We do everything.
2: It's to get all of the things, yeah. to have all of the kinds of people no matter what that means
1: for this company. We want the most it possible. <laughs> yeah. Well even like on a
0: on a we can raise it up, right? So you have it like on a Corporate level, family level, but then you also have these values, like this kind of the religious on a on a national level, right? And so mm. Canada, we have a that that's what defines our culture, right? It's like culture ultimately boils down to what are the core values mm. that, that are commonly shared um, yeah. in that particular country.
2: Um, I mean, like, hey, even those corporations, you are saying what your values are, and you're recruiting to your values. People bring their own values. Right. So and in that same sense to Canada, same thing. People bring their own values. Mm-hmm. The thing is sometimes those values are defined in conflict with one another. Right. Yeah. And that's right? the thing.
0: It's like um a lot of times corporations they won't like that person, right? They if they sense that this person is going to seriously disrupt the flow that they have. So for example, if I don't know, a lot of corporations right now are um they have like the whole pronoun thing going on, mm-hmm. it would be considered, I'm pretty sure now, um, most corporations like at least the mainstream ones, would consider it discrimination if you refuse to refer to someone who's transgender with their preferred pronoun. Mm. Let's say you have a religion, you have like a conscientious objection to that because, you know, let's say you're Christian and you believe, I believe there's man and woman and I'd be bearing false witness if I were to say that, right? Mm. And that's like bugging your conscience. It like pricks your conscience and you're like, I cannot in good conscience say they're like, I can call them their name. Mm. I can just avoid, I'll just be quiet. But I cannot say, whatever their pronoun it is, because I I I i be be behind with me,
2: Jordan Peterson. You just, got, <laughs> <laughs> you just got kicked off of Twitter for this. What are you trying to do to this
0: podcast? <laughs> well no, I haven't I haven't even I haven't I just just point out it's hitting. all I'm hypotheticals. Just... None of this is real. No, these people don't exist. Uh, most companies now what do you that, mean, they issue? align with that. That's one of their values, right? Mm-hmm. And so if you had a Christian or a Catholic or even a Muslim or whoever that would refuse to basically oblige that, that could be basically, well, let's say they're not in the company, they might not ever get hired, and let's say they are in the company, they could legitimately get fired.
2: It's If you're looking for people when you're hiring who are going to be homogenous to those values, you're looking for people who are going to be the most homogenous to your corporate structure, especially if you're convinced that your corporate structure is headed in the correct direction.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
2: What does pronouns do for my corporate structure? Well. If people have a certain grievance around the way that they're addressed, for them to put the way they want to be addressed, first and foremost, right by their name, everywhere they go, makes it super easy for me, the corporate, corporation, the corporation to identify the way to address this grievance almost immediately. Mm-hmm. So if that's what you got to do for us to slide by HR, or to at least have some way to process this that doesn't end with us in shambles, yeah, do it. I don't care. It helps my corporate structure.
0: But you see, a lot of these values um, are imposed, right? They're not always, like, organic. They're grievances,
2: like, what right? Do you, that's what you how they start. They're, they're yeah, not. what do you
0: mean imposed? So, for example, a lot of times companies will adopt a value that they, like, let's say the CEO or whoever originally started the company, like, their values will change. And we know this. We know this to be the case mm-hmm. because corporations adapt and they're always for progress or whatever. Basically, they just care about making money. Right. And so if, the, if, a, if a cultural value changes... Right. Like let's say back in the eighties, yeah. most people were not pro gay marriage, like Hillary Clinton, Obama. I think both of them were on record for being anti gay marriage. Fast forward maybe ten, fifteen years and now all of a sudden it's culturally popular. Like it's now actually yeah, the yeah. this is the politically opportune thing to uh to, to say is to vote for, and right? The
2: most corporate structure of all is government. Mm-hmm. Of yeah, course it produces exactly. those <laughs> kind of <laughs> people.
0: Absolutely, yeah.
2: Right. Where uh, like the branding is the most important thing. I'm right, which <laughs> is why the,
0: culture is that's it. That kind of those the values in the culture will affect the values in
1: corporations. Why and is this not else. like what? What's your what's your point here? It's not a shock. They want to. You want to. These corporations want to attract people to buy right. their product. Right. So why would you Hang actively go on, against so the thing just, that people like?
2: Um, sorry, to you. your value. Oh, sorry. That's.
1: Um, it's cut. It's
2: okay. Yeah. No. Oh, that's okay. I think it's kind of. Uh, for those listening to the music up in the corner there, that is. Jared's...
1: It's my landlord's... Whatever they're playing is coming through the vent above my oven.
2: Beautiful. Um, which <laughs> I, I feel like is perfect atmosphere for this discussion.
1: <laughs>
2: you know, this is... We've delved into the philosophical part, but now we are reminded of our material world. <laughs> but the thing is, if you get too into that materialism, then you start wanting to be happy all the time. Then you start wanting to find mm. it. Then you start falling down the whole thing. Mm. You know? And... We're starting to come on to how chasing it can be manipulated mm-hmm. because you can be told what you want for it.
1: Yeah, I think was pointed out pretty well in that video when he's like people just, just say, I just want to be happy. But what does that mean? And if you don't know what that means, I think it's it's better for the people trying to sell you stuff that nobody really knows. Like happy is so generic and anything mm-hmm. can make you happy. So can my product here buy my product. It will make you happy. Uh-huh.
2: Just like we said.
1: Mm.
2: And that's what I learned on LinkedIn that I don't have to be. <laughs> <laughs> You'll learn more from just doing the thing that you feel fits you best and that works. Not mm. necessarily the thing that makes you the most comfortable,
1: mm.
2: but the thing that might make you the most fulfilled so that you are actually going after the effect of whatever it is supposed to provide you than chasing the impossible uh-huh. it. Mm-hmm. Which, in some sense, I guess, doesn't exist. And does you're it. Well, also it's, it, but it isn't in you. <laughs> you're it, but it, it isn't in you. You're it, just like Alan Watts said. That's the antidote to Tim Dillon. Boom, it's Alan Watts. <laughs> I'm lost.
1: <laughs> you need to listen to more Alan Watts and Tim Dillon.
2: Uh you're right together like back to back that <laughs> Whoa, i'm not no, no, prescribing that. that's actually time. a terrible that's idea that's
1: basically what i did today on my drive home i finished the latest podcast and then i popped on the alan watts lecture that i was playing the night before
2: oh my god <laughs> and as you can hear jared has a problem i'm insane <laughs> uh, this hit AD.
0: Up. it's been nice being with all of you <laughs> <laughs>
2: Find out on our Patreon Yeah. Uh, with a $5 Patreon exclusive. a month subscription. It's very affordable. <laughs> That's our executive level. You can still get in at the Extra Podcast mm-hmm. at the $1 a month level. Do
0: we actually have a Patreon? No. no. Well,
2: we will. We, sh- we should.
1: We should promise that by subscribing to our pa- Patreon, we will provide you it. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want it? <laughs> How much it of it do you want? Um, can have all of
0: it.
2: Because I am going to get it. You may not in your regular life. You may not. But I, in some ways, already have it. Because it is the Forest Creek. We have a couple more episodes coming up that Do i am working on editing now mm. this episode will come before them sorry if you've been waiting this whole time but also i don't know who you are i recorded an episode with my sister where we reviewed the bob's burgers movie Ooh,
1: i still want to see that
2: which were we were both big fans of she and i so, and so we recorded it the day before her birthday mm. and it's gonna come much later just like dadder day did <laughs> late that's the style because it gets done when it gets done at this point we got uh, another episode that Kyle and I did with a firearms instructor that we'd visited to get our licenses done. And I wanted to bring him on and just have a conversation with him. Be like, just to kind of get a sample of what it's like to talk to somebody who is in that world. Uh, we were just talking about reviewing Andrew Schultz's special.
1: Mm. That's another comedian I don't really know much about. I literally had no, not heard of him until Tim Dillon's podcast. I've <laughs> seen was... like clips, and that's about it.
2: Do you guys have anything you want to talk about in future episodes?
1: I thought we were gonna do um,
0: like a philosophy heavy um, yeah. podcast. Certainly. Um, want I test the waters on that?
2: A trip <laughs> through, I guess, some basic. You should break out that textbook I let you. Yeah, it's really good. We'll just go through doing a few philosophy. Other... Yeah. Go through a few of the headers. I'll know. break
1: out the textbook you gave me, Prometheus.
2: <laughs> Promethea? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a graphic novel. Which we should also do a podcast about. Honestly, it's mm. so laden with symbolism.
1: I don't know when I'm gonna get to read it. I'm Wait. still getting I'm not even halfway through Dead Saints Chronicles.
2: Well take a break. It's a graphic novel. <laughs> That's it's like true. Cartoons. Uh we could do like
0: a whole podcast just on like Watchmen. The
1: symbolism in Watchmen.
2: I could do several podcasts on Alan Moore, who is an actual
1: wizard. Mm.
2: Writer of Promethea yeah, and yeah, Watchmen. Yeah. I um, think you
1: told me about Alan Moore and his wizardry, right? What I, was heard, you I learned it, was it from him. him. Uh, I got it from you by prox- proximity. <laughs> <laughs> <We're laughs> That's how information, information travels. That's wild. Because I remember you specifically telling me about him. Mm-hmm. Comes all, everything comes from Raph, apparently.
2: <laughs> I'm hoping I can get Father AP on... Ooh, yeah. Um, we recently played a game of Dodgers of Dragons with a <laughs> Coptic Orthodox priest.
0: I would love to talk with him.
2: Yeah. I absolutely you, love if to. If we can make it work. I just want to get him at all.
1: Let's get him in my basement.
2: Uh, <laughs> Which is where we are now. Listen for the music. It's not there.
1: No, it is. It's, oh, it's there definitely is. there.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay. An episode with Kyle. <laughs>
1: huh?
2: an episode with Kyle our friend who is going east yeah. to the oil sands he's going to talk to us about his new truck nice and also his plans to go east to the oil sands nice learn about it firsthand why does somebody go to alberta why <laughs> would anybody
1: go to alberta <laughs>
2: forsake this urbane comfort <laughs> of beautiful british columbia specifically this part of vancouver to run away and go east Almost said west, east,
1: because it's affordable.
2: Yeah, actually, for real.
1: Yep. Yeah. That's literally one the of the main reasons.
2: Less than the cost of an apartment here, several acres of rent land in a house.
1: Literally. Yeah. That's something we can talk about. Several acres of land in a house. Um, inflation. <laughs> oh, you mean according to, Poliev, Justin, inflation, as oh. he calls it. <laughs> Freaking kills me that he thinks yeah. he came up with that. He, he claims that he came up with the term um, just You can inflation. get these
2: guys' political hot takes at Kraz Jazz. <laughs>
1: <laughs> don't out me. No?
2: I shouldn't out you? You don't want to be popular? You don't want the followers?
1: But you can be a star. I can be a star. I'm going out to LA.
2: <laughs> you can find The Forest Creek's non-political, not very hot takes at The Forest Creek on Instagram. YouTube, Spotify, LinkedIn, <laughs> Rumble. Um, I don't think we have. We might have a Rumble. Uh, SoundCloud.
1: Spotify. SoundCloud I said Spotify already. You did. We're on SoundCloud. Yeah. Whoa, you're an independent solo SoundCloud rapper. We've
2: been rappers this whole time.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm Akira the Dawning. Our music. We gotta drop podcast. a mixtape.
2: Um, Akira Yo. the Dawn should do us. That's Yo. the before screen At him. record. Yeah. And at gmail.com. And web.com soon.
0: Yeah, we're working on the website. I was um, trying to scratch
2: your this. beard and microphone. Great run on the first sorry. sales pitch,
1: man. Oh
0: yeah. It was my
2: thinking scratch.
1: That's true. You do that all the time. What the heck?
2: <laughs> I do continuously touch my facial hair. It's, it is
0: what you know what that's actually this is a tangent, but what is that? Yeah. Well, you, first off,
2: I grew it because I like doing this. It is no, like, I fun. Know,
0: I understand, but I'm just like, why do we do that? Dude. I, I think it's like for...
2: maybe the same way monkeys would like pick ticks. Oh, it's like we're just grooming without knowing it. It
0: makes me feel like a Neanderthal, dude. But we're
2: like <laughs> we're texture in that way. Well like texture grower feeling it yeah.
1: out all the time right. dude it's right. interesting it for like a year or two i had a beard and now i've recently started shaving it clean and i still like touch my face and do the normal whatever emotions i had with my beard but now it's instead of feeling my beard i'm feeling a smooth face mm-hmm. and it's weird can
0: i feel your face
1: I haven't shaved in a day but sure
2: visit us at the forest creek for entertainment and services we can find out what that means for you and what it honestly means for us when our website goes live which will happen soon uh, we're very excited to put out a number of podcasts number of articles coming in the future i've been working on a few things hmm. uh and videos certainly keep an eye out keep an eye out for jnk dynamics our homies uh who make awesome merchandise check it out whether it be your very own custom lightsaber or their soon-to-come board game, I'm mm-hmm. told.
0: Yep. Right. Are we gonna bring them on to talk? Yeah. Talk about oh that? yeah, you'll oh, get
2: okay. to meet them soon.
0: That'll be good.
1: Right.
2: Anyway, I'm Raf.
0: I'm Jared. I'm Andy.
2: This has been the Forest Creek.
1: Bye. I love you. I'm keeping that in. <laughs> <laughs>